At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Through 25 seasons, 4,561 episodes. I believe the Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The LOLs, the moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. I'm really excited about this show because today, call all your friends, you're going to find out something you always knew. You're going to find out that you're actually smarter than you think you are and smarter than anybody ever gave you credit for. And your children may be smarter than their teachers think too. You know, for years we've measured just how smart a person is only by their IQ. And I'm not quite sure what mine is, but uh, <laughs> and really am afraid to find out at this point. <laughs> But scientists now say that there is a lot more to it than that. We always do this. Your emotions, especially how you deal with the way you feel, matter just as much as your IQ. You see, there are people with high EQ and low EQ. So let's see how you rate and how the people in this audience rank themselves. First of all, let me just tell you what it is. These are just some of the traits, but we're going to be telling you what most of them are during the show. High EQ traits. You're not likely to lose your temper often. You know when somebody is in a funk. You can sense when people are kind of off and you adjust the way you behave to that behavior. Traffic doesn't make you nuts. So what? Somebody cuts you off. So what? You'll get there. Basically, you're a very even-keeled person. That's some of the traits of being high EQ. Now, the low EQ people, the littlest thing drives them crazy. They're the people who are making obscene gestures on the freeway. <laughs> you know? They're the people who feel sad or angry or depressed, and they don't sometimes even know why. They rely on what people say instead of how they feel people are feeling. They're basically hotheads or loose cannons. Those are the low EQ people. So, who's a low EQ person in here and you know that you're low EQ? How, how does your low EQ express itself? Just recently at 
a local home improvement store. Uh-huh. Walked up to somebody that had a vest on that says, asked the right here for the right advice. Uh-huh. And asked for a tube of caulk. And they said, I don't know. <laughs> Why are you wearing this vest? <laughs> I don't blame the person. Uh-huh. I blame the person who hired that person for not training that person. And that's the person I want in front of me. You're getting a little riled about it now. Oh. Man, really? Oh. Okay, your story is. So how did your low EQ express itself recently, sir? It's, uh, I was gonna get married and I get in arguments with my girlfriend like any little thing would set me off and I would start yelling at her and stuff. And a lot of times I'll blow Does up. sound familiar to you too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Okay, who has a high EQ and you know it? Okay, high, yes? Effervescent person. Uh-huh. And I find reasons to celebrate. I'm sitting in a restaurant, someone pops a bottle of wine, I applaud. I'm just so happy. And <laughs> Thank you. That's great. That's great. My next guest might be considered the father of this new theory about emotions and intelligence. Dr. Daniel Goleman is a psychologist and a science reporter for the New York Times who has written this book on EQ. It's called Emotional Intelligence. And the thing about emotional intelligence is you can change it, not like IQ, correct? Absolutely, and you can improve at any point in life. You can improve. Absolutely. What does it really say about us? Does it really determine who succeeds or who doesn't, the higher your EQ? Well, I think no matter how smart you are, whether or not you have EQ uh, determines what you're going to make of yourself because there are a lot of very high IQ people that uh -huh. end up working And for you know what we think of them? People. They don't have no common sense. You got it. Yeah, that's what we think. We think, how can they be that smart? And I know you all have thought that before. You thought... They're so smart. Where's their common sense? So is EQ exactly. sort of like common sense? Well, I think a lot of the qualities that we call common sense really have to do with how you're handling yourself in a situation, which is an EQ skill. Okay. Is it also character, integrity, values? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's, there's really no one EQ score. There are five different parts to EQ. Right. And you can be better or worse at different ones. And uh, some of them give you more integrity and character. Uh -huh. Some of you help help them uh, help you control your anger or your anxiety like you're talking about. One is empathy, knowing what another person is feeling. Oh, I know. And that's a really It's crying during skill. the Pepsi or Folgers commercial just because, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you know, the lady who didn't have a Christmas tree in the that's Folgers right. commercial, you know, it's crying in 30 <laughs> seconds. You're out there. You understand. <laughs> there are five basic ingredients, as Dr. Goldman said, that add up to a high EQ. Hopefully, you do have a few of them. Now, this is the marshmallow test? Yeah, the marshmallow test is wonderful. You take a kid and you put him in front of a marshmallow and you say, you can have this marshmallow now if you want, but if you wait till I get back, I'm going to run an errand, you can have two marshmallows. And it turns out that how a kid reacts to this very simple test is an incredible predictor 14 years later of how they're going to do in life. So you all went back 14 years later to the marshmallow kids? Yep. This and, was done at... Uh, and found uh, what? And what did you find? Well, uh, this was done at Stanford. When they tracked the kids down as they're graduating high school, uh -huh. the kids who waited for the marshmallow were better uh, at their schoolwork, they're more effective socially, more effective personally, more popular with their friends and their teachers, they could concentrate better. Most astounding, they had a 210-point advantage on their SAT scores. Just from waiting for a marshmallow? Unbelievable. <laughs> so really, the waiting for the marshmallow really determines what? Your ability to delay gratification. To control that's, impulse. To control impulse. And that's a key EQ skill. Key. Absolutely. 
that really gets you far in life because one of the key EQ skills is being able to persist despite setbacks, despite frustrations and temptations. And so, when can you begin to test that? Well, this works very well at four, but you know, the, the uh, temptations would be different at, at different ages for different kids. You wouldn't right. take an eight-year-old kid with a marshmallow. You'd give right. him something else. Yeah. Okay. And how does the whole anger quotient figure in with, with your emotional quotient? Well, how you handle your anger is, is a crucial part of EQ. And if you don't handle anger well, if you're the kind of person who's constantly irritable and hostile, or same with anxiety, actually same with depression, it doubles your chance of a chronic disease. <laughs> because uh, you noticed during the, uh, you were in the green room when he says he wanted the man in front of his face so he could address him with why that guy had the vest on saying, right. ask me the question. If I could say, you know, if you habitually find yourself losing your temper in situations like that, you might want to think about handling your temper. For example, because of this health risk, among yeah. other things, uh, you could have re-seen the situation. You could have had a charitable thought toward the guy. You could say, well, maybe he's brand new. Maybe he's just learning his job. In other words, if you challenge the thought that is triggering and fueling your anger, you can very often undercut it Is he really out. angry, though, with the guy who doesn't, who has the vest on? Is he angry with, is he really angry at gross ignorance? Is he, is that the case? What is your beef? My beef is, <laughs> my beef is the improper training of people that are out there in the workforce. So maybe it's managers. Uh -huh. You see, and, and it's not that you, it's all managers make you mad or whatever, it's that things tend to trigger your temper. If you're that kind of person, unfortunately, it really heightens your risk of serious disease. For health reasons, you might want to change your attitude and learn some emotional tricks to handle anger better. You know the emotional trick you need? Akuna Matata. Doug and Deborah Hollis let us uh, leave a camera in their home for a few days to study the pattern of their EQs, their fights. People fight about really the dumbest things sometimes. Here they're fighting about a video they saw. What they fight about doesn't matter, but how they do it, that's the, that's the key. Do you understand my point? Yeah, but you don't understand mine. I do. No, you don't. I do understand no, you your don't. point. No, you and don't. And I understand it's irrelevant. My point is perfect. <laughs> okay. Out of curiosity, what nationality did Jerry Lewis portray in that movie last night? Geek. What nationality is that? Just listen to me. <laughs> listen to me. The point is this. I sat down. God, I hate arguing with you. You just laugh in my face. Unless you're screaming in my face. Okay, why can't I tell what nationality Jerry Lewis was last night? That's not the point! That's right! That's absolutely right! I know! That's my point! I was just making a little <laughs> tidbit of in just an observation that that's why she couldn't tell. Period. And why can't I hey. tell the nationality of Jerry Lewis? Who cares about Jerry Lewis? Yeah, well, I'm making the point. I'm making your point. Let's I'm giving you the opportunity to make your point. This is making me sick. <laughs> well, Deborah and Doug, we didn't get the point, but they're here with yeah. us and maybe feeling just a little embarrassed. We all do it sometimes, but maybe Dr. Goldman can help you guys snap out of it. What was the point? Could you tell us? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was the point? The point was you couldn't tell what? No. 
My daughter recommended a movie called Once We're Warriors. Uh-huh. And he asked the question, well, what nationality were these people? And I said, well, what does that have to do with it? Because it's a movie about a woman protecting her children from an alcoholic husband. And uh -huh. who, it could happen anywhere. Right. It doesn't, you know. That's okay. not really what happened. <laughs> <laughs> of course it isn't. Of course. Yes? It's not. How the whole thing started is, the day before, I was talking to Deborah's daughter, okay, who is my wife. She's my stepdaughter. Uh-huh. And she was telling us about this movie. And it, I happened to ask her, what nationality were the people in this film? And she said, well, I don't really know. I, I couldn't tell. So the next day, I was reading in the paper about this movie. And uh -huh. it was about a Maori tribe in New Zealand. And I thought, aha, uh -huh. that's why she couldn't tell what nationality they were, because they were. So you were testing them as to whether it was well... a tribe in New Zealand? <laughs> <laughs> well. I think Oprah. Is that, actually, you wanted her to say, it's a tribe in New Zealand? Right. Is that what you wanted her to say? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, yes. I think the point is, really, it's not about the content. It's about how you fight and how yeah. you discuss. Yeah. And this is such a beautiful uh, example of what, something that happens in marriages all the time. And that is, when you start getting into this uh, state that you were, where you couldn't stay in the room and you're right. yelling and you're attacking each other, what's happened is what's called an emotional hijack. You know, the emotional part of the brain, it can take over the rational brain, particularly when we're angry. Yeah. And that means that all your thinking is distorted, your actions are distorted, and you can't think straight at that time. You can't work it out. You really out. can't yeah. think straight? You literally can't. And the best thing to do is to take a time out. That is just Oh, that's break really up. good. So when you say, I can't think straight, really something's happened in your brain and Absolutely. you really can't? You can't think straight. And you may as well cool down, calm down, and it takes about 10, 20 minutes to do that. Right, Go off, do something else, distract yourself, right. then come back, and once you're cooled down, talk about what's really going on. Because what, your brain, the emotional part of your brain's taken over everything else? Absolutely. During that hijack, you can't have a fruitful discussion. At the UPS store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. True or false? Walmart has eye care. True. Stop by Walmart to save and browse top designer frames right where you already shop. And they accept most insurance. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we're talking about high EQ versus high IQ. And we were saying that those of us who I think I, also, I think I have a high EQ, but you also get sucked into a lot of other people's stuff a lot. Your empathy gets you kind of moved into other people's lives a lot more than you'd like to. You end up saying yes more than you want to. Dr. Martin Seligman is not a psychic, but he has been able to predict with incredible accuracy which candidates would make the most successful salesmen and women and even who would win gold medals in the Olympics. He is the author of The Optimistic Child, the last in a series on the importance of optimism. So how does optimism figure in with your EQ? Well, optimism is a crucial component of EQ. Optimism has three aspects. Are you the kind of person who, when you fail, say it's going away, it's temporary, I can change it. It's just this one situation. If you think that way, then you're an optimist. If, on the other hand, you think, I can't change it, it's going to last forever, it's going to undermine everything I do, then you're a pessimist. Are you the man who did the test for years for, for the insurance companies? Right. You could determine which salesman would right. succeed and which one would not? Right. Based upon the test that determines so, how optimistic you so are? So we've given hundreds of thousands of people this test, and what we find, there are three things the test predicts. First, if you're a pessimist, you're four to eight times more likely to get depressed if you're not depressed now than if you're an optimist. Second, in the world of work, in the world of school, you get better grades if you're an optimist over and above your SATs. Do in you? World, you do indeed. Mm -hmm. You sell more insurance. You do better as a salesman. And in sports, if you're an optimist... You sell more insurance. You sell more insurance. So if you... Even with the people slamming the door in your face every well, minute? Yeah. Well, that's crucial to it. The problem about selling insurance is nine out of ten people slam the door in your face. The right. question is, what kind of emotional intelligence makes you come back? For more. The tenth time. Optimists are people who come back the tenth time. Really? And they outsell the pessimists. Similarly in sports, if you're defeated in sports, optimistic sports figures go on to do better. Pessimistic sports figures collapse. Whoa. And so the more optimistic you are, the higher your EQ. You would the agree. higher your EQ. Well, there are some couples here today who are optimists and who are pessimists. How have you found optimists and pessimists work together? Well, Dan knows more about this than I. He's written a book about it. But in general, the findings are every combination in a couple of optimism and pessimism works, except for one. If you're both pessimists, <laughs> then you're in trouble. Really? You're kind of doomed, aren't you? Well, what happens is your spouse does something, you make the most pessimistic interpretation of it. She hears that interpretation, she makes the most pessimistic interpretation of you, and then it's off. It's off. You're okay? hijacked. Okay, you're hijacked. That's right. Which means you can't think straight, right. literally. All right, you guys are optimists and pessimists. Who's who? Optimists. You're the optimist. I'm the pessimist. And you're the pessimist. I wonder if there have been studies about whether women are more optimistic or pessimistic. Yes, there are studies. There are no real sex differences there in aren't. optimism or pessimism. There are not. No. But there are sex differences in high EQ versus low, are there not? Only in different parts of it. For example, women are more empathic than men. But men are better at controlling uh, certain emotions than women, so it evens out. Okay. So how does your pessimism manifest itself? Well, I handle the money and the discipline of the children, and just kind of, my life seems like it's always got the bummer part of it, and he's got the fun part, being a salesman. <laughs> <laughs> and well, getting that kind of sums world. it up. He has the fun part, you have the bummer part. There's two words, courteous and respectful. Uh -huh. And I think that's the way you have to deal with people, by being courteous and respectful. And that's just a natural uh, to get where you want to go. 
Okay. So you're saying that's what you are and that's what she yes, is. So I always try to be uh, respectful okay. and courteous. And your wife is also? We, we kind of balance each other. I think it works out very well. You do? Yeah. Did you know she was such a pessimist when you married her? I had an inkling. <laughs> <laughs> but your optimistic outlook made you think you could change it, right? Well, I don't think you can ever really change anybody, but you coexist. I mean, you work together. Right? Okay. This woman had a point back here. Stand up. Yes, ma'am. Well, it's talking about this EQ you're talking about. It's more a personhood. People getting a sense of who they are. That's right. When you find out who you are and feel good about who you are, then it helps you to understand others. And that temper thing we talked about earlier, I think it's a cop-out. It's a person who has lack of self-control. And when we see so many faults and little things that mm. throw us off with others, it's because those are tendencies within ourselves that we don't want to accept, so we transfer it to somebody else. Thank you, old wise one. Thank you. Okay, training and emotional intelligence can also ward off emotional illness. Here's an astonishing fact in this age of self-esteem that we're living and teaching kids to feel good. Depression strikes one quarter of American children. Dr. Seligman is helping to change a lot of this. In Philadelphia, children are being taught emotional skills that could depression-proof them for life. Dr. Martin Seligman recognized that children most likely to become depressed were stuck in bad thinking patterns. They were pessimists. And I'll give you, one at a time, three really pessimistic thoughts. This is the hot seat. The only reason this, this skill works is because you convince yourself that your pessimism is unfounded. Children are taught to argue with their own negative thoughts and defend themselves against pessimism. You're supposed to watch your little sister after school. You start talking to one of your friends and you lose track of time. By the time you get home, you're a half an hour late and your mom is very angry. That's a situation. And here's your first thought. I can't be trusted. I mess everything up. That's not true because usually I don't forget and I take care of my little sister all the time. So it works out. <laughs> That's perfect. That was one piece of evidence. That was great. Ready? I hate my sister. She's always getting me in trouble. It's not true because a lot of times when there's nobody else to play with or do anything with, she's there and I can just mess around with her. Saying it out loud makes it second nature. How did he fight back against those thoughts? What was he doing? Yeah. He was saying evidence and he was mentioning different times when he was responsible and when he could like do stuff with his sister. Right. A feeling can't be stopped, but we can all change how we think about that feeling and how long we allow it to last. You were daydreaming in social studies class when the teacher calls on you. You didn't hear the question, and when she repeats it, you don't know the answer. All right? First thought. I never know any of the answers. That's not true because I know a lot of the answers. It's just that one time I messed up. Optimists believe defeat is only temporary, an uh -huh. attitude that wards off depression. It makes me feel good inside that I don't have to feel like things are permanent all the time. The optimism training works so well, it reduced depression in children by half. It's helped me to like just stop and think of something that's positive about the situation and something negative, and usually the positive overrides the negative. Doesn't that warm your heart? It warms my heart to know that somebody has sense enough to know that that's what you should be learning.
I think that's terrific what you both are doing because that really is how to be a better citizen, how to be a better person in the world. I think it is. We've got such a sweeping epidemic of depression in kids that in the schools we can teach kids first to recognize the catastrophic thoughts they say to themselves when something bad happens, uh -huh. and then we can teach them the skill of disputing those thoughts in the same way we dispute it if some external rival made those false accusations yeah, of us. Yeah, I bet this would be a really popular class, too. Well, kids enjoy doing this very much, unlike many forms of treatment, like dieting, for example, in which it's no fun to keep refusing mm -hmm. chocolate cake. Once you become an ace disputer of catastrophic thoughts, no one here is going to like me, you feel good right away. So the kids get better and better. And in these studies, we find the kids get less and less depressed over time. Parents and teachers can adopt a technology to make their children more optimistic. Emotional coaching from parents and teachers is, I believe, our best hope for the end of the epidemic of depression and of violence in our and children. It goes way beyond depression and violence. Actually, every parent should see themselves as the teacher, the emotional teacher of the kids, and use time, the moment when a kid is upset, as a time to really get in there and teach them. Don't say it'll go away. Don't get mad at them for, you know, don't talk to me like that. Get in there, help a kid understand why they feel that way, help them calm down, help them think it through, and help them think of many more things they can do in that situation. Options. Emotional choice, that's the name of the game. And you can teach your kid how to rethink a situation. You know, you're hurt because she wouldn't play with you. Calm down, go back, suggest a game you can both play. We know these things. Can we need you to get too old to do that, though, Mr. In the Hardware Store with the vest yeah. over here? Well, you're never here's too the old. Problem. Yeah. You know, for kids, they have, we're setting the circuitry down in the first place. It's never too late for us. It just takes a little longer, a little more persistence. Don't give up. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah Show, the podcast. I thank you for listening. True or false? Walmart has eye care. True. Stop by Walmart to save and browse top designer frames right where you already shop. And they accept most insurance. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Here you are. BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not.